Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Live Free Experience, honest conversations with the unconventional for the unconventional. I'm your host, Brianna Bowley, performance coach, MMA-induced bruise collector and founder of the Live Free Movement, a movement dedicated to showing the world what else is possible. And of course, proudly sponsored by Savage Marketing, your go-to for all things website design, graphic design and printing, digital marketing, search engine marketing, social media marketing, just about anything you can think of when it comes to getting your businesses marketing on friggin point so hit these guys up tell them i sent you as always the link is in the bio but check them out at savagemarketing.com.au Now, just before we jump into the podcast itself, I wanted to fill you in on a little event I have coming up. I'm running a workshop over at 10th Planet Hobart for Nat and Gem's crew. And essentially, the workshop's intention is to really help balance the emotional perceptions to ensure that participants reach their physical, mental, emotional peak during whether it be a fight prep or whether it just be, you know, your day-to-day training in general, resulting in a greater mental awareness and clarity in times of pressure uh, and also a greater cardiovascular output potential. I think that people really don't consider enough just how much the mental and emotional aspects of who we are as human beings have such a huge impact on how we show up in the gym or on the mats or in the cage or whatever it may be. And so essentially this workshop is really focusing on getting all of those uh, nitty gritty details, the 1% difference that makes all the difference, taking those details and having them play out in favor of your fight game as opposed to minimizing your fight game. You know, I've had the honor of chatting to a lot of very elite UFC Bellator fighters and almost all of them now are actioning working with a performance coach or a mindset coach or a hypnotherapist or someone that covers some part of their mental and emotional game because, you know, even as someone who does this work on the daily, it never fails to amaze me just how much just that slight tweak in our mental and emotional perceptions can make all of the difference in how we perform physically. So the workshop itself will be very interactive. It will be very customized based on who's there and their individual needs, as is the nature of all of my work. I don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach ever. Uh, So it will be very much based on who's there and what they all need. So uh, we'll be covering a few things including but not limited to axiology, so the value system. So getting really, really clear on the why behind committing to martial arts or committing to a fight camp because the stronger the cognitive associations we have in the mind, the more intrinsically motivated and inspired we're going to be to keep up our training, to keep up, you know, the different aspects of a fight camp or a fight prep or just a martial arts journey in general. So looking at things like nutrition, recovery, flexibility, um, you know, all those sorts of things that really do make all the difference as to how you show up in the cage. We'll also be looking at emotional perceptions. So I'll be providing you with a series of management tools for, you know, the broad range of emotions that tend to pop up uh, in times of pressure in martial arts. So whether that be fear, whether that be anxiety, whether it's stress, you know, whether it's, it's belief systems of not being good enough or not knowing enough or uh, not strong enough or whatever it may be. We'll also look at nutrition, uh, recovery and injury prevention through uh, the mental aspect. So looking at different tools that help us to maintain a commitment to a nutritional program uh, and how to avoid nutritional blowouts, binging, disordered eating. And of course, also using the mental associations to help reduce stress in the body, which is going to limit uh, the number of injuries we take on because injuries are generally caused by inflammation in the body, which is generally caused by stress. We will also, of course, have some time for Q&A. But as I said, it will be very, very individualized, very much based on who is there. So just some details as to when the event itself will be. Uh, It will be coming up, of course, at 10th Planet Hobart, On June the 10th, so that's Sunday the 10th, 
at two o'clock until 4.30. So it's a two and a half hour workshop. Uh, for those of you who are members of 10th Planet Hobart, please chat directly to your coaches in regards to booking your tickets and pricing. As for anyone who is not a member of 10th Planet Hobart, uh, it's just $50, $50 Australian dollars um, for the entire workshop and you'll walk away with a shit ton of knowledge which is only going to step your game up to the next level. Um, and also be mindful of the fact that uh, Mr. Leglock himself, Craig Jones, will be around the place as well. So um, it might be a brilliant opportunity to hit up a bit of a double whammy um, learning from Craig Jones and uh, myself. So on today's show, I'm sitting down chatting with uh, two of my personal favorite Nogi grapplers, the Frankhams. So I'm chatting with the power couple, Nat and Jem Frankham. Um, and Nat first found my Instagram through my work with Jessica Rose Clark um, and then, you know, I immediately recognised her as being somewhat of an, ins an inspiration to my journey um, through seeing her commitment to her craft as a, a female purple belt. Yeah, we sort of, I suppose, slowly formed this mutual respect for one another um, and then, you know, I was training at 10th Planet Melbourne under Frank Barker and hey presto, um, our schedules just seemed to align and that just happened to be doing the same thing at the same time. So I had the opportunity to roll with her, to drill with her um, and I immediately became very aware of the fact that she is a straight savage despite the fact that she's soft-spoken and just all-round lovely. Um, and what really stood out to me about Nat is that um, – and she doubts her own abilities, but she's a great teacher, um, incredibly patient. I am someone who, uh, being relatively new to the 10th planet system, still um, struggles with the auditory, auditory cues and terminology of the uh, system. And Nat was extremely patient and really kind of stopped to, to meet me at my level, essentially. And, uh, and then, of course, I, I connected with Jem sort of indirectly through Nat and, uh, of course, had the opportunity to finally meet him in person um, here in Melbourne at 10th Planet Melbourne uh, for the Ahead of the John Jacques Machado seminar that we had this weekend, which, by the way, was fucking incredible. A big shout-out to Frank, a big shout-out to um, all of the 10th Planet crew from Australia Wide, it was easily one of the best days I've had in my entire martial arts journey. Uh, the energy was amazing. I took so much away from it, so many new connections, so many passionate, down-to-earth, knowledgeable people, uh, and I felt so incredibly honoured to share the mats with all of you. So thank you. Um, and, of course, I want to say a big thank you to all of you Um for supporting the podcast. I was completely overwhelmed by how many how many of you stopped to, you know, ask questions about the podcast, uh, who, you know, wanted to know whether they could where they could find it and what it was all about. Um, I was just totally overwhelmed. And if I'm honest, I could not sleep that night. Uh, I was wide, wide awake until 2am, just completely buzzing uh, after the day's events. But anyway, I digress. Um, so Nat and Jem, you guys are awesome. I think the absolute world of you. And I'm so, so looking forward to seeing you guys take over the world uh, with 10th Planet Hobart and uh, your own journeys with jiu-jitsu and competitions. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. All right, Nat, Jem, how are we? Awesome. Really good. Yeah. How's your morning been? Fantastic. We went and um, just down the road, acai bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got so, a nice sleep in for a change, which was awesome. But yeah, I went to down to um, Vibe, which is around the corner from Frank's uh, gym. Yep. Um, he took us there a few months ago and it was awesome. So I had to go back and I had to go take our guys there too. So, so good. Mm. So we've got the whole, your whole, uh, not quite the whole team, uh, the Hobart crew here in Melbourne for the John Jacques Machado seminar. Yeah, so there's about six of us that have flown over nice. from Tassie. Um, we're really excited. Hell yeah. yeah. The, the Grandmaster. Yep. So it'll be uh, Eddie's, Eddie's teacher. Um, it's awesome. We're really looking forward to it. I've trained with Jean Jacques one time before in Tasmania, <laughs> but it's been about four years now. 
yeah, about four three years. or four years. So yeah, yeah it's and gonna that, be that awesome. That was in the gi too, so it's gonna be really really cool to do um, a seminar with Jean Jacques. Like. 100% no gi. So, yeah. Yeah, so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> to uh, – well, I mean, I did the um, seminar with his brother Carlos a couple of weekends ago in the gi, so it'll be really interesting to see how the two differ. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, how long have you two been in jiu-jitsu for? Uh, how long have you been I training for? Am, so I started in 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started in 2009. So what's that? Uh, my nine years. Nine years, yeah. Yeah, it's actually – it would have been nine years last month. It was April I started. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a little bit, I started a little bit after Gem because I was recovering from a broken knee from netball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, no. I started, or did I start to do it at the same time as you? It was the other art that we started? No, no. You started a little bit after me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Recovering from a knee injury. So, Yeah. Cool. So let's start off. Do you want to fill us in on who you are and what you do in the world? Uh, yeah, so um, I'm Jem. Uh, I am the moonhead, so the school owner. <laughs> the moonhead. <laughs> cause... What? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so a 10th planet, planet school is called a moon and the owner is called a moonhead. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are just over a year now operating under the 10th Planet affiliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, we were called Hobart Nogi Grappling. Yeah. Um, so we've been operating under that since 2010. Um, basically, yeah, um, I, we've been working together for affiliation for, for quite a few years now, mm-hmm. for affiliating in 10th Planet. So... Um, yeah, so we're running basically 10th Planet in Tasmania at the moment. Hell yeah. Mm. yeah. And that, you want to fill us in? Uh... Oh, well, I think Jem pretty much covered it all. But, um, yeah, so Jem, Jem is the brains of the operation. It's been his, his massive passion project since he first discovered 10th Planet to, you know, open his own school and, and, and teach the system to as many people as, as he can. Um, so, yeah, and I've just... Essentially, I've just come along for the ride. I never really wanted to do jiu-jitsu. Like, I wanted Jem to have his own thing and just, you know, I'd continue with my ball sports, with my netball and my basketball, and yep. Jem could have his martial arts. But, um, no, um, Jem, Jem used me as a bit of a grappling dummy here and there and, <laughs> and then wouldn't let me not go to training. <laughs> and then I met Frank and, um, yeah, well, you know, you've met Frank and, you know, his, his energy is just contagious. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as soon as I met Frank, I was, you know, hooked on, on you know, learning as much as I could under him and, and with Jem. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> so how did you both get into jiu-jitsu? Uh, I, I had started more of a traditional art. It was a Korean art called Gongkon Yusil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I immediately gravitated towards the grappling aspect. Mm-hmm. So Gongkon Yusil was... It had so much. It was primarily a judo base, so it was to clinch in the standing, you know, in the standing sparring portion, uh, take it to the ground, and submit mm-hmm. as fast as possible. Um, and um, oh, and there was striking in it too. So it was strike, clinch, take down, submit. Yep. I that was that was my thing. I, I just immediately gravitated towards grappling, mm-hmm. and um, I I've always always had like some crazy amount of flexibility, uh, leg dexterity as well, um, because I spent since my oh would have been before early teens, maybe about oh no, it'd be even longer, maybe eight or nine. I started skateboarding, mm-hmm. um, so I was always very efficient with my legs and everything. So. Um, so I found out that there was a thing called the rubber guard and, um, so I started looking into that and, um, yeah, the rest is history. It was was awesome. I think you made contact with Frank back when Frank was, um, a blue belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Frank Frank was blue. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, (laughs) yeah. And I remember he went to LA. Yeah. Um, not long after that he received his purple belt. Yeah. Um, from Eddie. Yeah, from from Eddie Bravo. So Eddie is the the founder of mm-hmm. Ten Planet Jiu Jitsu. Yep. And um, yeah, we've been traveling. 
we've been traveling to Melbourne. I'd say as a minimum of six times a year. Yeah. Between six and nine times a year to come and train with Frank. Um, basically learn everything we can. Um, you know, take it back. We're, we're working on it. Just keep going backwards and forwards. So it was a, it was um, a good progression. Just working on everything. So what got you into? I mean, I know you mentioned that you did the martial arts. Uh, the uh, what, what's what's it called? It was Sorry. called Gong Kwan Yusil. So GKYS. What led you into that? Um, you know what? I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, to be honest, I, I received a lot of injuries from skateboarding. Yeah. So we, I used to do that a lot. Um, it would be nights, weekends, spending six hours at a time, just you're throwing yourself down sets of stairs. Mm Um, or, You'd, you'd be trying to do that and all of a sudden, you know, our skater buddies, they're throwing themselves down sets of stairs and they're getting really successful with something and then you're going to sit there with a the camera and try to film for a couple of hours. Yeah. So it was just, it was really, there was no care of the body mm-hmm. and we didn't, we didn't really understand how to look after ourselves or longevity in that kind of thing. So I got ultra injured mm-hmm. um, and I literally couldn't skateboard anymore wow which which was horrible because i I, it was that was my creativity that was my outlet Mm -hmm. um and i really don't know how i gravitated towards martial arts like i was always a fan of like bruce lee movies and things like that i loved them um like as everybody does like um i think if you're into martial arts you watch bruce lee movies. yeah they're, they're, they're awesome but um i i just I think I just threw myself in the deep end and I just went, uh, I just want to try something different and do martial arts. And I was hooked, mm. absolutely hooked. Brilliant. Mm. Nat, what's, yeah. your, uh, what's your story? Oh, I think, yeah, I kind of touched on it a little bit before. Like I, I was always the, the token jock in yep. school. Like uh, every single sport that there was on offer in school, that's just what I'd do. Like I was in basketball, netball, water polo, athletics, um, hockey, just just – so and softball as well so so much stuff um that I did in school like and I always loved the competitive nature of it so I think that's where Jim and I differ he's he's really analytical with with the whole system and things like that but I just like just get in there and get stuff done like <laughs> so um but yeah he he started doing uh, you know his martial arts and I was recovering from from my knee injury from netball um and yeah he just kept grabbing me and he's like oh, i want to try this i want to try this and i'm like no, i don't i don't want to go and train jiu-jitsu I'm just, have your own thing i'm gonna go back to basketball it's fine but then i think what like like especially meeting frank that's you know why i certainly um you know, stuck with it because you know it was just something to aspire to really mm-hmm. like you know seeing how how dedicated and passionate and motivated he was about about this sport i'm just like how can you know i be that about something as well yeah. like um yeah so yeah jiu-jitsu was yeah not on not on the cards but it was yeah i could never look back like i don't know what i'd be doing now if i wasn't be doing jiu-jitsu wasn't mm. doing jiu-jitsu and i think like with with ball sports inherently there's a little bit of like there's a lot of ego in those sports as well yeah um and I had a love-hate relationship with basketball. I loved it when I was on the court. Court, Like, I loved playing basketball, but I just hated, like, you know, there wasn't much of, like, a team. Like, we were all individuals in that team and we're all, you know, fighting for, I guess, you know, rank within that team. It's just, yeah, it's just the, I don't know, the culture of, of those kind of sports compared to the culture of, mar- culture of martial arts is just, yeah, completely different. Mm. Like I'm just a completely changed individual from what I was those you know nine eight nine years ago. Like, yeah, yeah. So do you still play any other sports or just purely jujitsu? Purely jujitsu. Like I do a bit of strength and conditioning and weights and things like that. But that built like that came from doing mm. jujitsu. Like how can I, you know, be the best like human? Can I mm. be like how can I optimize you know my jujitsu? Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, strength and conditioning like. You know, weights and, and all that sort of stuff and, and good cardio and good health and things like with the basketball and stuff like that you know you'll you'd play a game and then straight after the game you'd go up to the up to the pub or up to um um the room upstairs above the courts and you just you'd have have beers and chips mm. like that's just that's that was the culture of the whole thing but yeah you know martial arts it's all about you know in knowing your body like mm. and and being 
you know, being your best individual and, mm. and taking care of yourself and taking care of your, your team and, and, and mm. you know, constant evolution. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's what I love about jiu-jitsu, that it's so much more than just a sport. Mm. Like, you know, it is tough on the body. It's tough on the mind. I really think on the mats you can't hide from any of your own shit. Yep. Like any any doubt, any self-doubt, any fear, it all comes up on the mats. Mm, um, any comparison, any of that, you know, so you're constantly sort of having to evolve physically and mentally and emotionally yeah. and everything else. So, 100%. you know, they, they say that um, jiu-jitsu improves every area of life mm. and a lot of the elite uh, jiu-jitsu practitioners also are highly successful in other areas of life. So, yeah. And yeah. all the elite like practitioners like you know John Jacques for example I don't think I've ever seen a video of him or a photo of him where there isn't an idiot smile on his face like he mm. is is an, an Eddie Marcelo like you know every they're just they they are like mm. you know they yeah they <laughs> I don't know what word I'm trying to think of but they they're just the embodiment of, mm. of what we all want yeah you know yeah what, what we want to be as individuals mm. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they show a real um, ownership of who they are as a yeah, person. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So did you, because I've always wondered, did you two, obviously you didn't meet through jiu-jitsu. No. So can I ask how you did meet? <laughs> um, we were both, so I guess we were both kind of in like the local punk rock music scene. Yeah. Yep. So uh, <laughs> everybody, it was, it was, it was a small community, mm. I guess in Hobart um and we all knew the bands playing and things like that so it would be every Saturday night you'd go and you'd watch a couple of bands so um I guess you start to become familiar with the faces of people yeah I guess that's how we met like it was through mutual friends yeah so back yeah. in the my state myspace days <laughs> <laughs> like you had all of your your friends there and you know like you'd see who your mutual friends with and like Jem's mutual friends were hundred percent my mutual friends. I'm like, how do I not know Jem? Like, I must know Jem and I just don't know his name. Like I just add I just add him on Facebook. And then oh not Facebook, MySpace. So we just started talking, realised we didn't actually we hadn't crossed paths before. Um yeah, and then I think it was we went to We came to Melbourne. Yeah. So um, we were both like from talking online, we realized we we're both coming over to Melbourne to go and see a band called Rise Against. Was it Rise Against? Yeah. 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 Rise Against. And um, yeah, I was still a little bit of the, you know, the, the giggly schoolgirl at that point. <laughs> and um, we were on the plane, and I was there with my friend on the plane, and then this, um, this, this sort of pup looking guy comes and sits next to me and I'm like elbowing my friend I'm like oh my god it's Jem he's sitting right next to me and Jem's here because um Jem's here with his headphones on he's like all grumpy because I'm sitting next to these two giggly giggly girls oh worst plane trip ever but um Jem also didn't realize it was wasn't me because um Jem's um partially blind in his sorry I'm banging the table (laughs) Jem's partially blind in his left eye and I was sitting to his left side so he didn't have a good visual I was sitting next to him he just knew it was just two giggly girls who were kind of annoying (laughs) yeah so um, I didn't. I was too shy and sat next to him for an hour and fifteen minutes and didn't say anything oh. to him. <laughs> and then I saw him at the concert in Melbourne that night. Didn't say anything to him again. Oh wow! <laughs> and then we flew back down to Hobart and um, we were both going to see. Um, I think it was uh, Friends of Rom and um, who else was playing? Friends of and the Lawrence Arms. Lawrence Arms. Yeah. So um, I, I, being the the token jock giggly schoolgirl person that I was got really, really drunk and I'm like, I'm going to go talk to him. <laughs> so I ran across <laughs> I, ran... I just remember this now. <laughs> I ran across the road because it was at the uni in Sandy Bay in Tassie. Um, ran across the road and I'm like, I'm going to this party. You've got to come. And he's just staring at me like with his angry scowl. Like, Jen's has got, got this um, bit of a scowl. Like I <laughs> They call it a resting bitch face. Right? Yeah. I don't mean to look like that. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, he was just looking at me like, who is this crazy person? And um, I actually did say, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I was I was always into like a, the straight edge movement. Mm-hmm. No drugs, no alcohol, no nothing like that. So um, 
if, if there were drunk people around me, I really couldn't handle them. Yeah. So she, comes, she comes running up to be drunk. How funny is that? That's how we meet. That's awesome. <laughs> Two very different worlds. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So um, Dan Marinelli has mentioned to me that you've had quite a uh, quite a journey with the, the 10th Planet School in Hobart. Can you tell me a bit of that? He sort of he, – he hasn't given me many details, but he, he said it's been a challenging road for you. Look, I, I think – He'll um, love the shout-out, by the way. <laughs> we're, we're real-life friends now, not just <laughs> – he's, he's been shouted out so many times in the podcast just because he loves it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. Um, look, I, I think if you're, if you're starting a, a martial arts school – and look – 10th planet that's going to be uh, especially a few years ago that was ultra hard to do mm. it was new it was it was an innovative system uh it was different mm. it was very different to the i guess the traditional norm that most people did so you you kind of looked upon as i as being the freak you know <laughs> yeah. to, to be honest it, yeah, yeah. And, it is. and look that's kind of how we all are i guess um yeah, we all have our idiosyncrasies. Yeah, yeah. you kind of we're, 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 we're all very different in some yeah, way. Or yeah, another. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think um, you know what people don't understand. They kind of they'll they'll put it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so like sure we we had our problems, but it, it wasn't any different to anything anyone else had. You know, it's just um, the 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 way you have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to work hard um, and just. Prove to people that have been there longer than you yeah. that you have the ability and you have the passion um, to do the right thing by jiu-jitsu, I guess. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's all it's about. It's jiu-jitsu, yeah. you know. Um, and I think you have to be the right person. Mm-hmm. You know, the you, you have to be that good person. You, you, like uh, Joe Rogan says all the time, that jiu-jitsu is kind of that douchebag filter. Where <laughs> that is so true. It, it is true. It is true. And, and look, the only way for that to happen is time. Mm. So you spend your time um, developing as a human, getting better. But, yeah, we've, we've had our journeys. We've had setbacks, um, but no different than anyone else. Yeah. Really. I guess, you know, it's a consistency thing as well. Yeah. Like, um, if, if we had given up when it was hard... Like, mm. you know, it's the same with jiu-jitsu. Like, you, you, like you're running a business and jiu-jitsu. If you give up at the first, you know, mm. the hurdle. first hurdle, the yep. first roadblock, then, you know, what have you learned from that? Yeah. Like, you, you, you either win or you learn. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you just yeah. got to keep pushing. Like, you know, the most successful person, like, yeah, they, they yeah, it looks great, you know, looking at them from the outside and you're seeing how successful they are with, with whatever their passion is. But no one ever looks at how many times I failed. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's like the iceberg, you know, you see the, the success at the top, but you don't realise just how much is, you know, yeah. kind of underneath the surface yeah. that, that they've been through. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's, um, it, it's, it's like with everything. Mm, everything yeah, you do. And you, you're always going to have people that, you know, they'll, they'll doubt you. But maybe you, you can take that and, and really rise above it, you know. Um, is I, I think that's how I've always kind of operated with people that will go. There's always people within my life anyway um, that have said that you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have what it takes. And my I, I guess the way I've always come at that is watch me mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, it really has been just and it's not like. Uh, I don't mean to come at that like a negative way. Mm. It's really positive. It's just like I want to prove to you that I can mm-hmm. and I'll just crush it. Yeah. That's how I want to be. Yeah, it's that mm. belief in self. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I didn't realise how in-depth the process to become a 10th Planet School actually is until Dan started to mention it to me. <laughs> can you run run us through that a little bit? That would be more you. Well, <laughs> let, 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 let's see what, how, how you felt about it. Cause... Um. I, yeah, the, the process is in depth, but um, it, it it ensures integrity. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, Eddie wants to make sure that all of his schools are run by, you know, the, the, the best people possible. Mm-hmm. So it, it will take time. 
um, and he wants to know you as as a person as well. Mm. So, you know, it's it's yeah, it's not it's not really all that in depth. It's just you've got you've got to do the time, you've got to do the work, you've got to do it properly. Like yeah. there's no rushing, mm-hmm. there's no yeah. rushing to it. Um, a lot of learning, like I know for me, um, you know, Jem Jem um, with his jiu-jitsu journey and like um, you know how he learns is very analytical, whereas I have to physically do things a, mm-hmm. a lot. Like I can't watch something and and or read something on a book um, in a book and just you know do that straight away. Whereas mm-hmm. Jem can read something or. Or watch something and be like, all right, I know how to, you know, make my body do that. I have to like physically like sit there mm, the and, and play yeah. with it a few times. So for me, like there's there's um, a lot of filming we needed to do um, with the affiliation. Um, you know, lots of videos we needed to get critiqued and, and viewed by like both Frank and Eddie, which was such a great learning experience for me because there was so much I needed to to learn and, and fix and and and. It, it developed me as as a as a practitioner, um, and but it was also frustrating, unfortunately, for Jem because <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly how he wanted to do it. He knew where to put absolutely everything, and I wasn't, you know, ticking along at the same pace as him. So it, it was good for us, like as as you know, a personal growth, like even a, a relationship growth thing, you know, working together, doing something that was both frustrating, fulfilling, and and and. Um, you know, motivational because there was an end goal. Like we mm. needed to do it. Like, yeah, it's it's frustrating at the moment because, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, doing things like at the at the pace Jem would want me to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was, you know, Jem had to be a bit more patient with we me. Both so, learned a both, lot there. Yeah. Like I, I it made me be a lot more patient. Like on you know, look, we have to get to this point. I just had to be patient. It'll mm-hmm. come in time. Yeah. It'll come in time. Yeah. It just had to be the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of the the background stuff with the with the business, whereas Jem predominantly runs most of the classes. I like help out, all, like you know, a lot as well. But yeah. um, the business side of thing, um, because I had prior learning in that, that was just easy for me to take on. So mm-hmm. if I was to drop all that and give that to Jem. You know, Jim doesn't know any of that bit. So from a, from a partnership partnership perspective, like running a business, um, it works well for us because we both have our little our, our tasks. We've got our roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the affiliation process, the process it is in-depth mm-hmm. um, and it's a good thing. Yeah. I really yeah, like it. Yeah, definitely. So it's not just – so, you know, Eddie Eddie's basically giving you a business name. Mm-hmm. And a very recognised, uh, you can say brand. It's a brand, Tenth mm. Planet, and you know it's not about just handing over money. Mm. It really isn't, and and that's why I like it. Yeah, because you develop that relationship with Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's fantastic. Um, like we have the Tenth Planet warm ups that. Uh, the template schools do there's you know it's an eight series of flows actually there's 32 complete flows in the eight series so it's just it's not easy Mm. they're really complex and we have to know these off by heart yeah um and i always i always said to nat i go you've got to know them so if Frank just surprised us and walked in the door and just said, you know, you've got to do B series, you know, B3, go. You've got to be able to just go, okay, cool, and just do it. Yeah. Um, so, look, that was the point that I wanted to get to where I could I, – I had the memory, we had the muscle memory, and and we could teach it effectively too. Mm-hmm. So we had to film every single one of those. Um and there's, there's just so many different jiu-jitsu moves in there. Yeah. And it's not the fact that you just know them and can go through the paces. Like, you've, mm-hmm. you've got to mechanically understand everything. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we had to film uh, a 15-minute, no cuts, no edits, just one really raw video of everything 10th Planet specific that we knew. Wow. Um. And 
that's a challenge. Yeah. That's a challenge because it's 15 minutes of, you know, it's, it's not just one person. It, it takes, a, like Nat said, it takes a partnership. Both people yeah. have to understand how the moves work. It's so, a bit of like choreography, essentially, like, you know, where to be pliable, where to, you know, brace, where to, yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, that was tricky. It was like, mm. yeah, 15 minutes, um, you know, may seem, you know, quite quick from, you know, someone demonstrating the whole, the whole movement, but then it, your, your partner needs to know exactly what they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you make one little mistake, say you make a mistake at like, minute 13 you have to start again <laughs> wow. like, you don't necessarily have to start again but we wanted to make yeah. sure that it, it it was it was perfect and it yeah. was up to the standard that we would expect like, yeah or up to the standard that we expect that eddie would expect yeah like, yeah yeah mm. so um you know it was i think it took us about two years of filming wow just you know it, and it was good like Every time we filmed ourselves doing something, and first off, we'd send it to Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he would evaluate it and get, give us feedback. And yeah. it would go back and work on it. So, I mean, that in addition to coming over to Melbourne and training with him, that was, that was invaluable. Mm. It was incredible how much we learned. Like, mm. like you were saying, Nat, like, um, it, was, it was a constant evolution of everything that we're doing yeah and and we i I think that really skyrocketed where we were heading right at that point um so i want to i want to refilm everything again now because (laughs) i know how much value that that was like how valuable that was for me sorry i keep using my hands (laughs) how valuable that was for me and my learning and my understanding like i i you know want to put time away to to film it all again Mm -hmm. um you know it was just yeah, it was good. It was a great experience. Like, mm. yeah. It was great. Mm. It was um, it was probably one of the most challenging things I've done. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I, I guess just because of the, the standard I put on myself. Yeah. And knowing that, look, Eddie's probably going to see this. I, I, there's no way I'm sending him rubbish. No yeah. way. Like, we, we, we worked hard on that. Um, and, I mean, look where we are now. We've got our own school. Mm. Um, the third 10th Planet school in Australia. So, um, you know, we've got Frank, obviously, and mm-hmm. it's 10th Planet Melbourne. Um, Josh Pekistang, 10th Planet South Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been running their schools for a long time. And then for us to be the next one was just, it was mind-boggling. I couldn't believe that, but well worth the, well, well worth the experience. Yeah. Yeah. A third of many. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many, so many schools all over Australia that are, um, they're pushing for affiliation. Yeah. You know? I, uh, it was really funny. I got a message. So I put up the photo from last night's open mat at, um, 10th Planet Melbourne on my Instagram and someone commented and was like, oh, I didn't realise 10th Planet was here in Australia. Wow. And then uh, he's like, oh, um, I wish there was one in South Australia. Oh. I was like, dude, <laughs> Adelaide Nogi Grappling. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we see, yeah, Daniel. Daniel Marinelli at Adelaide Nogi Grappling. He's mm. he's pushing for uh, his affiliation. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, all of these guys are doing this through Frank. Mm. Frank being, um, you know, the black belt in 10th Planet in Australia, the only black belt you mm. know, at the moment. Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's fantastic. And Josh, Pakistan, there's a brown belt. Mm. And, then, you know, we're, we're both, Nat and I are both purple belts. Mm-hmm. So running a school, which is, that's a challenge, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, you've got da- Daniel um, at Adelaide No Gear Grappling. There's Chris Spence in, in Townsville at Ronan MMA. You have... Jack Langley and Devin Kutzi at um, the Grappling Club in Brizzy. Yeah, um, you got Grubs out at um, or Matthew Grub out at Matthew Mount, Grubb, yeah. Mount Gambia. He's mm-hmm. purple belt. Um, yeah, all like legit, legit soldiers. Like mm-hmm. you know, they've all been. Well, all of us have been brought up under under the guise of Frank. And Frank's what Frank's done for for all of us. Like uh, he's transformed our lives. Like I, I oh yeah, yeah, like. I, I always sing Frank's praises day, night, you know, 
every day of the week. <laughs> I, it's kind of to the point where I I can't ever put together the, the right words that that explain how, how much Frank has done for, for us, like yeah. how much, um, you know, we, we appreciate him. And, and Kat, his wife Kat, is just, just an amazing human being as well, both of them, and their whole family, just they're just so like selfless like they they just give and give and give and it's it to me it doesn't make sense like like why why would these people like do so much for us like i know we've known each other for for many years now but they they were this helpful and this supportive back day day one without even knowing us the very like here's a story the very very first time that i trained with frank I did a private with him and um, I was staying in Melbourne CBD. So that's about, a, I'd say, by car, maybe 25 minutes. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I've been to Melbourne heaps, but I don't drive the roads. So it's, it's, it's a decent drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he goes, where are you staying? I go, I'm in the CBD. And I'm like, I can catch a train. That's easy. Um, you know, but he's like, jump in my car. I'll take, I'll take you to the city. Aww. And the whole trip there, and, and like I said before, like, you know, through a whole heap of things that I've done, I, I, I don't know, I, I've kind of had people around me going, like, I don't, you're not going to do what you're doing. You know, it was a constant kind of put downs. Mm-hmm. And he was the first person to go, you have the ability to have a 10th planet school. Like, I, I believe, like, that, and that's what he's like with everyone. You, you, mm. I believe in you. Mm. And he kind of instills that, and that's that's Frank. Mm, definitely, that's Frank. He'll just motivate anybody, and and like that was something foreign to me. Yeah, where someone would actually believe in you and barely know you, mm. really, and um, that gave me all I needed. Mm-hmm. That, that that was it. Yeah, there was no looking back. No. Like Frank. Of oh, not Frank and Jen. Jen came back to Hobart with as a different human just from that one interaction. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> so the two of you, have you had any sort of background in gi training? Um, well, the traditional art that we did before we started Jiu-Jitsu, um, Gongkwon Yusul, um, was in the gi. So we did wear, uh, well, we, we called it dobok, but it was the same, mm-hmm. like the and the pants and the belt and everything like that. So we've both got black belts in, in Gongkong Yusul. Um, and there is a bit of ground work in that, like chokes with the gi and things like that. And I have done one jiu-jitsu competition <laughs> in the gi. Um, and we trained with John Jacques in the gi as well. Yes, like, so we've done, we, we dabbled like a little bit <laughs> with gi, but our tr- jiu-jitsu journey has been, mm-hmm. I'd say, 99.9% no gi. Yeah. But, yeah, we have we have – Worn the gate, <laughs> don the uniform. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very cool. So, for your personal jujitsu journeys, where are you both looking ahead? <laughs> you go because uh, yeah, like seriously, your your competition record is fantastic. So, <laughs> I, I think for me, like, and for me to verbalise this, it sort of sounds a little bit like like a pipe dream, but I have to put my intentions out there. Like my end goal, like I, I do want to get on EBI mm-hmm. and I know that's going to be a lot of work, but if I don't verbalise that, I don't put my intentions out there, then it, it won't happen. So that that's my end goal. That's that's what, you know, I want to do. Like I want to I want to be up on that stage. Like, you know, it, for us, like it's, it's, it's Eddie's, it's, it's Eddie's like brainchild, EBI is mm. Eddie's brainchild. So why would I not want to be on that? Like, mm. You know that that would just be amazing. That would just be like coming full circle from from you know what like for the whole journey. Like mm. that, yeah. That's where I want to get. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I guess for me, um, like I don't really have an end goal. I just I'm enjoying the journey, and I like I really really enjoy seeing people like Nat. And a few of my other students be successful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, I I love being on the mats every day. We're on the mats every day. Um, I saw your post on Instagram the other day about loving being on the mats every day. Yeah. I felt that one. That was a good one. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's, like... It turns to a lifestyle. Mm. Like we were saying before that, you know, you're looking after your body. 
you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm enjoying the journey. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic that we've managed to get 10th Planet to Hobart in Tasmania. That meant the world to me, but that's not the end. Yeah. You know, and, and look, I'll be honest, uh, a few years ago, that was that was my pipe dream. Mm-hmm. That was my pipe dream. I was like, that would be insane. And now that it's here, it's it's like, let's keep growing. That yeah. gives me goosebumps. Like, hey? let's, yeah. <laughs> I just want to keep going, yeah. really. Like, how can we grow that school? How can we like maybe make another school? Like, yeah. you know, could we have two? Yeah. Or yeah. could we have one big monster school that has, like, you know, everything that we want in a gym yeah. in there? Like, yeah. So I can't wait to see how, how the gym evolves. Like, Hell yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So cool. Is there anything else that either of you want to add before uh, we start to wrap it up? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um. Where can we find you on socials? Social media. I've got um, my Instagram page, which is um, it's Death by Cupcake 10P4L, but with the death that's got a, a couple of numbers in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just death by, <laughs> but Death by Cupcake. Because, because you see, like, you know, um, people describe me as like this, you know, quiet, quaint, like little, like. Bubbly, you know, bubbly, yeah. giggly human being. But Colorful then, hair. Yeah, rainbow <laughs> hair. But then they meet me and they're like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll meet me and like roll me and it's like, oh, it's yeah. death. Roll yeah. me, that's death. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, well, Dan said to me, because um, we were chatting about you before, before we actually met, and, uh, you know, Dan's like, oh, Nat Frankham, she's deadly on the mats, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then I met you and I was like, she's so quiet and lovely. <laughs> but then I rolled you and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I see. Yeah, we've got our um, we've got um, our 10th Planet Hobart Instagram page, which is uh, 10th underscore planet underscore Hobart. Um, that has, like, you know, training photos of all of our team. Like, we, we try and post on there every day and, like, you know, promote, like, our students and the love for the sport and all that sort of stuff. We've also got our um, 10th Planet uh, Hobart Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So follow us on there. We also post on that daily as well. Same photos as Instagram, bit of cross media there. Yeah. Um, Jem's got his Instagram page. Which that is- should be Jem Havoc 10P4L. Yeah. <laughs> Ten plan for life. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> um yeah, and you can find me on Facebook as well. Cool. Just yeah. Gem Havoc. Sweet. Yeah, but certainly yeah, give us a follow on, on Instagram or, or Facebook. Um we've got a few things coming up this year. Um Yeah, well yeah, the actually the next few weeks are really busy. Yeah. So we've got well obviously just after this, after uh it will be the Jean-Jacques seminar at mm-hmm. 10 Planet Melbourne. Yeah, heading there straight after this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, we're actually doing an interview on ABC Radio when we get back Monday morning. Yeah. Should be fun. That'll um, be live. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're excited about that. Yeah. Um, next weekend, it, we're back in Melbourne again. Um, so that will be the Grey Star Cup. Mm-hmm. So that's a, uh, a memorial... Uh, competition for Adam Gray, who sadly passed away uh, a year ago. A year ago today. Yeah, he was um, he was to be the Ten Planet Brisbane Moonhead. Mm-hmm. So he was um, he was a great friend to all of us. So it'll be um, it'll be great to compete there yeah. and honour him. Yeah. So um, yeah, raising money for his um, his two young children and um, his wife just to yeah. help them along through. Um, you know the rest of their their journey now without Adam. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, definitely add the 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 Grey Star um, Facebook page. You can sort of donate through there as well if, mm-hmm. if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then, um, weekend after that, so we're, we're go go go. Like yeah. you know, constant flares. So we have the Tasmanian Combat Jiu Jitsu Championship. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, cool. Jim's gonna be the ref. Oh uh, yeah, I'm refereeing that. <laughs> nice. So um, 
<laughs> that's going to be fantastic. So that's just jujitsu with open palm open slaps. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to change it up a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. So that's a eight man open weight tournament. Yep. Uh, the winner from that gets a thousand dollars. Nice. That's all right. So yeah. Can't complain about that. And then um, the weekend after that, we have um, Craig Jones. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be training with Craig Jones in Hobart. There, there's a Oh, he's seminar. coming down to Hobart. Yeah. yeah. So I was meant to get him on the podcast. Ah. I got the got the yes, but the man's uh his uh travel schedule is oh, fucking yeah. chaotic. Might yeah. have to come down to Hobart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna be great. We're, uh, so there's a, a seminar with Craig Jones at Hybrid Training Centre in, in Hobart and then afterwards I think we're doing a, a group like a small group training session with um with craig a few of us 10th planet guys so we're really looking forward to that Mm -hmm. so yeah next few weeks nice and busy yeah i've got a few comps coming up after that as well i'll be heading to sydney in august to um compete for the um or sub only um female open weight belt um so that yeah um that's going to be awesome um yeah helped out by some awesome sponsors such as um my friends down at courage um tim from chiron collins keeping my back all nice and nice and aligned and <laughs> my journey which is definitely needed with jiu-jitsu um yeah so yeah lots of planning ready for for that comp in august because i really i haven't competed in sydney before so um yeah i can't wait for that it's gonna be gonna be a journey yeah oh yeah yeah very nice. Well, thank you both heaps. Um, I'll pop all of your social media links and everything in the podcast description so everyone can jump across, find you. I'll also pop the Graystar um, Facebook page in there as well. Yep. Um, so as you said, people can jump on and donate if they feel drawn to. Um, yeah, cool. Awesome. Happy awesome. with that? Yeah, thank you Brilliant. so much. <laughs> that was fun. So there you have it. How rad are those two? Now, I also wanted to... Uh, make a little announcement on Nat's behalf. Uh, I actually found out about this the day after uh, we did the podcast. Um, in fact, Nat only found out about it the day after we did the podcast. But Nat is actually competing uh, in the BOA Super 8 Challenger Series on May 26th. Um, so if you're listening to the podcast on the day of release, uh, unfortunately, it will be tomorrow. Um, so not a lot of time to get in there and get your tickets. But uh, yeah, Nat will be competing. Uh, in the under 65 kilo division uh, against one of Absolute's girls, um, Absolute MMA. Um, so that event is running uh, in Moribin, Victoria. I hope I've pronounced that suburb right there. Uh, it's a single elimination tournament under ADCC rules. And yeah, so you can get your tickets at boasuper8.com. So that's B-O-A. Spectator tickets are available at the door as well, uh, $30 for standing, $40 for seated. Get your tickets and, and watch Nat do her thing. And of course, as always, if you want to know a little bit more about what I do or you're unable to make the Hobart seminar and would like to know a little bit more about how you can get me at your gym, uh, you can, of course, hit me up at www.thelivefreemovement.com on Facebook over at www.facebook.com forward slash thelivefreemovement. Uh, on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Brianna Bowley, on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Brianna Bowley underscore. Uh, And of course, until next time, what else is possible?